Welcome back, racing fans, for the 2023 season. I am your stock car scoop host, Adam Cheek of frontstretch.com. We had a great bushlight clash to open this season. Not a points race, but exciting nonetheless. And engines are fired again. The sound is back. Very excited to get back to racing. And we saw Martin Tricks Jr. get the victory in the season opening clash. With me right now is Jack Swansea. Ton of on-site coverage. And Jack, you had some great content from LA as well. First off, before you actually get into the, the questions here, uh, what was your experience like and what were some of your takeaways from this race? Well, I might have gone deaf in one ear. Uh, we were talking about it before we were recording. It, I mean, it's been pretty good. I live in LA. I like having this event right in my backyard. Being able to go see NASCAR is always a good thing. And yeah, I mean, we can get into some of my, my thoughts about the, the specifics of it, but I, I had a great time. I think that's the number one goal for holding a sporting event of any kind and is that the fans have a good time and as a fan i did have a great time today well let's actually touch on that first let me let me swap around the questions here because you know being there the uh, nascar being there both years they've had a ton of celebrities that have come out you know this year everyone from grand marshal rob lowe to days of thunders michael rooker plus the goat kurt russell and top gun mavericks glenn powell and so many more you had like Wiz Khalifa performing at the halftime show, essentially in the middle of the race. So how cool is it to see NASCAR reaching this wide an audience uh, over the last couple of clashes they've had out in LA? Well, I mean, obviously it's important. We all know that NASCAR needs to find new audiences and shore up their existing audiences if they want to continue to support, you know, 75 more years. But the thing for me that was not so much the, the so-called casual fans uh, that they've been trying to chase for decades, but the number of people that I saw here in Los Angeles wearing their, you know, Joey Logano jacket or the new their new number eight Kyle Bush hat, it I mean it did very much just feel like being at a NASCAR race, but you know, with a little bit more of like an LA streetwear fashion, the ways that people were wearing their NASCAR jackets. Um, <laughs> yeah, so that's the cool thing. And I and I think that uh, a lot of the it's going to get lost in a lot of the discussion that there are NASCAR fans in Los Angeles. It's just a question of expanding, you know, having them bring their friends on board. I think is a is a sort of better function for this clash than necessarily attracting people who've never heard of NASCAR. Well, let's talk about the race thing, because we saw more than three times the amount of last year's cautions compared to the inaugural clash at the Coliseum, however long this lasts. What was different about the racing in terms of this year? You know, under the lights always seems to add that kind of edge to these races. But what was different besides that obvious factor and the fact that all of these on-track incidents happened and how much did you think was purely racing related and how much seemed like just general retaliation, which, you know, might have just been a product of the way the racing was? Well, it is a full moon out tonight. And I, I think those full moon night races always do tend to have that kind of edge. Um, <laughs> but, but really, I think a big big difference is that these teams have a year of experience with the next gen car even on tracks you know every other track is totally different from what they run here at the coliseum but drivers and teams have some expertise on what to what to do with the car and additionally they're not dealing with the supply chain issues that really plagued the start of last season they can afford to drive it in a little deeper and know that 
you know, they don't have to run these chassis down at Daytona in two weeks, you know, worst case scenario. And I think we saw a lot of people beating and banging and some of those body panels aren't going to be able to go back on the race car. And that's not the concern that it was a year ago. The track seemed to handle similarly to last year. Uh, Justin Haley said something after qualifying that it was exactly the same track as it was, but having a little bit less grip, a little bit more crazy going on with the drivers. It was definitely different from last year in terms of the racing. Well, I know the full moon played a role in that. It always seems to. And now I got to ask you the big question here. We're two years into the LA Coliseum and we've had two very different races, two different times of day, uh, but they both had pretty much the same format. Should NASCAR return for a third go at this in the City of Angels? Absolutely. But I think that if they're going to make this a long-standing part of the schedule, which as someone who lives in LA, I would love to have that. <laughs> as, a, as, a, you know, as a NASCAR fan who lives in LA, there, there are dozens of us. Dozens. Uh, no, there, 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 there are, like, I will see, I will see NASCAR stuff around LA. No one's going to believe that, but it is the truth. Uh, even when the call, even when the clash isn't in town. But I think that there are some things that NASCAR need to change if this is going to become a long-standing presence on the calendar and not just sort of flash in the pan oddity. Moving it to under the lights was one of those things they had to do, and I think they were very successful in that. But even on the level of like communicating what time the racing actually starts so that people know when to show up at the Coliseum. That was a big thing. And there were people saying, oh, there's no crowd. The crowd didn't show up until, in some cases, the main event had already started. I think maybe compressing the number of heat, number of last chance qualifiers down a little bit mm -hmm. uh, would be good. And interspersing the concerts with the racing in a different way, because there was definitely the energy for when Wiz Khalifa performed at halftime. Personally, I don't love halftime breaks in racing, um, oh but if they could have, if they could intersperse these sort of a few longer heats or last chance qualifiers, a few longer preliminary races with some concerts, let everyone know you're supposed to show up for the heat and count the caution laps in the main. Jeez. <laughs> and yeah, we saw three more, three times as many cautions tonight as we had last, but also, just on the level of we're supposed to be introducing more people to an NASCAR, sort of giving them the sense of the sort of thing they can expect if they continue to follow the sport the rest of the season, and deciding, oh yeah, well, no, we don't count caution laps here, we do count caution laps there. It's just sort of one in one more in a long number of sort of self-contradictory rules that NASCAR has that I think, particularly with an exhibition race, clarity is the most important thing jack you know it was pretty cool seeing you know, all those people i mentioned we also saw joel McHale there as he introduced the drivers he did a bit with daniel suarez last year danny trejo was there after being at fontana last year so seeing some of the celebrities come back is cool and that retainment so since you're in la you should probably try to you know, talk to some hollywood producers and directors see if we can get some more nascar movies made but it sounds like it was a blast <laughs> thanks so much for taking the time man oh so am I. And actually, I, I do have one last thing, one last opinion, and I'm going to throw a, throw a hot take out. I did not like the team driver intro that Joel McHale did, because I, I think the thing that is so important to NASCAR is that at driver intros, you know, 
people boo one guy, people cheer for the other guy. And, you know, when Austin Dillon and Kyle Busch are walking out next to each other, or if, you know, if, if Kyle Busch had gone to Hendrick and he was walking out at the same time as Chase Elliott, like, you know, what are you supposed to do? What, what, what do you expect the fans <laughs> to do in that situation? Right. <laughs> you need, you need well, to build up these drivers. That's all I'm saying. No, no, I totally agree. I, I did love my, the movie nerd and me love the English patient joke he made, if, if nothing else. Uh, but I mean, it was it was a lot of fun to watch. I, I live tweeted the whole thing. You can check out all of our content. Uh, Jack, Michael Massey, Brian Nolan, Mike Bachman, Dalton Hopkins were all on site. So you can check out all of their content on the website, on YouTube, uh, on Twitter. They got some great interviews. So be sure to check all that out. Jack, thanks so much for joining me, man. Looking forward to seeing how the season goes. Thank you very much for having me back on the show. Yeah, absolutely. That is the first post-race stock car scoop of the season. Uh, we will take a break next week, but we will be with you guys post-Daytona 500 to talk about everything that happened in the Great American Race as we head off into the 2023 season. We will see you guys in two weeks.